0: You're listening to episode 214, and we're talking all about how to get out of our overwhelm. Take a listen. Hello, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle Summer Sessions. Let's talk about overwhelm. This is something that, I I mean, I wrote a book about it. I've experienced it myself, and it's something that I see in all of the women I work with, all of my friends, and just most women. It's it's a state of being that is so unfortunately familiar with how we function. And I think it's also something that we just need to have continuous conversation around because a lot of it is about perspective. Yes, there are a lot of tools as well, but overwhelm comes from within you, not without you. Meaning it is all from perspective and all from your inside and actually has nothing to do with what's in front of you. You know, we usually look at our our things, our to-do list, the stuff we have to do, and we'll say like, I feel so overwhelmed. But we also have a tendency to say like, it is overwhelming me. It is stressing me out. And the fact of the matter is that those things do not actually hold the overwhelm. They just simply are what they are. It is how we view them, right? It is how we are collecting the information and and the stories that we play in the narrative that we have in our mind that's creating the overwhelm. Now here's the thing though is we we're programmed to be overwhelmed. It's actually glorified. You know, if you watch different TV shows um, if you look on social media, like there's a lot of people like myself who are talking about how can we manage our burnout and overwhelm, but ultimately it really, it's, it's glorified, it's glamorized and it's rewarded. So, you know, if you see a woman who gets back to work after six weeks, uh, after having a baby, it's like, wow, you're superwoman. You can do all all the things. I heard this a lot in my years of early motherhood when I was running my photography business and raising my kids and and going and doing all of the places. I felt like I was dying inside. I kind of was, but I was always told like, wow, you're superwoman. You can do all of the things. And quite frankly, I think we have a lot of pride in our overwhelm. I'm just going to say that because How often do people come up to you and they're like, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, just have so much going on, you know? And we say it in a way maybe of like looking for misery loves company. I don't even know. It's something I think we have to explore a little bit. But I find that if someone asks me how I'm doing and I'm like, I'm great. And I can't even tell you how often the response after that is you must be really busy, I, if I was paid $5 for every time I heard that, I wouldn't even need to have a job. I hear that all the time. You must be really busy. I bet you have a lot going on. And I go, no, not really. Not right now, because I'm choosing not to. (laughs) And and it's, people don't even know what to do with that. It's like, oh, like you're allowed? So there's a lot of shame and guilt and, um a lot of projection in that space of no, I'm not busy. I don't identify as busy. I'm not stressed out. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not burned out right now, whatever it might be. We we look at that and like, well, why not? Like, what's wrong with you? Isn't that like, isn't that how we're supposed to feel? right? So I want you to explore that a little bit when you are asking somebody else or noticing another um, peer of yours, mom or not, like, hey, how are you? And they're saying, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. Really kind of sit in what energy is underneath that? Like, is there, I had so much pride in saying how busy and overwhelmed I was because I didn't know what it meant to not be that. I didn't want to know what that meant because it meant that my I wasn't worthy. It meant like all my worth was in my work. Like if I could get to the end of the day and have everything completed and my to-do list completely crossed off, I felt like a million bucks for a split second, totally not worth it. But if I didn't do those things, it was like, well, what am I worth then? You know, if I, I can't say that I made this much money or like booked this many clients or whatever it might be. Where was my worth? And that's the thing we don't want to explore. It's like, well, let me stay overwhelmed because like, God forbid, I have to figure out what that means. And that's a subconscious thought. When I say that statement, I'm not saying you know that. I'm not saying that you consciously say to yourself, I don't want to deal with my stuff, so I'm just going to stay in my overwhelm. We've truly programmed ourselves to be busy and to do all of the things and it is very scary and very vulnerable to remove those things from our calendar and from our space to create space because what are we supposed to do with space? Question mark. I don't know the answer to that. That's something that you're going to have to answer for yourself. What do you do with that space? And there's something that with overwhelm too what I notice Is that women and not like it's men too, you know? I generalize, but I'm speaking to mostly women, so that's where I stay. But we try and control overwhelm through our external circumstances. Now, if you go back to just a few minutes ago, I said overwhelm is internal. So we are continuing to sit in this space of trying to control things on the outside of us to try and control how we're responding to something. It's not going to work. <laughs> You're not really changing anything. So when we are you know, buying different planners or colored pens or creating our to-do lists uh, to try and organize ourselves, those types of things, we are not actually changing our feeling and emotion of overwhelm. We're just kind of moving pieces around outside of us that don't change how we respond to anything. It's an inside job, and that's harder isn't it? Like it's so much easier to kind of point blame at like, well, my schedule is so full or that's my job. That's I I don't have any choice. What else am I supposed to do? I need to make money. I can't not take care of my kids. You know, we have all these statements that are very victim and disempowered. It's like, okay, well, I mean, if you sit in that space and say those things, and I'm not saying it's not true. It is your job. You do have to take care of your kids. But it's a matter of looking at it with a different lens of how do I want to feel about this? How do I want to respond to this? How can I create a feeling that's different here? So perfect example is, um, I, it's, so this also with this statement or talking about overwhelm with this conversation, it doesn't mean you can be, be someone who's invincible and never feels overwhelmed again. I understand all these concepts. I share all these things. I wrote a book about it. It doesn't mean that I don't experience overwhelm. But what happens now is I'm very aware when I start to move into that space and I have the tools to kind of pull out of it. So just the other day, it was actually just this week and it feels like a million days ago. I was having this moment in the evening of like, oh my gosh, you know, I feel like I'm taking care of so many people's schedules and I need to go through all the kids' clothes and I have all these different appointments that I, ha- I need to make for different people and then I have to do this and we, ha- and we have to do all these things before we leave for vacation and, you know, and then you fall into the like the role resentment of why do I have to be the only one that takes care of all these things and it's this spiral and that's where the overwhelm comes from. So it was in the evening before I was going to bed that I started to move into this space. Classic, right? Like right before you're going to bed. And I had this moment of, I, I, and I was saying these things out loud to my husband. He he listens. He's like the sweetest person. He never says like, stop worrying. He He's just like, yeah, I understand. Or, or like, you know, I need to be responsible. To tell him, can you do these things to delegate, Right. But out loud, I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. And I just replaced the thinking with, I can do these things without feeling overwhelmed. And I'm going to choose not to think about all the things I need to do because I can't do anything about it right now. And I just stopped. And now here's the thing. I've practiced this. This is a muscle. So like if I'm saying so, I just picked up the 50 pound weight, you know, for it. And it was no problem. And I was able to move on. You're going to, if you don't practice this, this is a new practice for you. Picking up that 50 pound weight, it's going to be really heavy, right? So it's not going to be as quick and easy. It's not a light switch. So this is why it's a practice. This is a building of a muscle, but I was able to to just shift my thinking, because honest to goodness, guys, like I, my list is like, what in the bleep? I have so much stuff going on, and but just the same as anybody else, getting ready to go to school, getting ready to go on vacation, working on what's the next phase of my business after I come out of this pause and this rest over the summer. What does that look like? What's the to-do list for those things? You know, all the going, paying the bills and looking at the finances and and all of the things come at you, right? And I could easily just sit in a space of like, oh my gosh, I can't. And, but I can, and I can do one thing at a time. And oftentimes we overcomplicate the things that need to be done. So for instance, I had to write down, there are like a couple phone calls I need to make, Right. And there's a, this is my classic thing. This is my thing. It might not be for everybody. But I look at them like, oh, I have to do so many things because there's, there are so many things, like ma- like scheduling appointments and um, scheduling this lesson or signing them up for this thing or whatever. And when you add it all up, it's like, wow, that's so many things. But realistically, sometimes as long as it takes to write that that thing down on your to-do list is the same amount of time it would take to just make the phone call. It's really not a lot of time. If you break it down, it's like two minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Or like I've had my coat closet to clean out for on my list for mm, uh, like we've lived here, what, four years? So maybe four years. Not kidding. I randomly was like, I'm just going to go do it now. Took me an hour, an hour, 60 minutes. Do you know how many times in the past four years I've sat on my phone for 60 minutes unplanned? Right? Tell me you haven't done that. We have all done that. And it's just a matter of recognizing it's not an all day thing. So I just did it. I didn't have a lot of thought beforehand. Just went and did it. I was like, oh, wow, I'm done. All finished. All organized. Bags donated. Big bag of trash. All gone. You know, so like we overcomplicate things. So I want you to really think about, really ask yourself too, like, am I using overwhelm as comfort? I know that's a crazy question. You're like, no, I hate it. Well, then my question is, what does it mean for you to not be in overwhelm? What does that look like? Does that feel even scarier? Is that even more uncomfortable? If your brain has always been in a space of overwhelm or that's like its default to go there when you're doing anything in life, it's not going to know how to function differently. And just by standards of how the brain works, anything other than that is going to be uncomfortable. So, if you tell me that you're more comfortable being in a state of not overwhelmed, it's probably not true. You want it to be true, but your brain's like, yeah, no, uh uh-uh, uh, because all I know is how to move through overwhelm. So, my challenge for you is how can you create a different relationship with the tasks outside of yourself, but not feel overwhelmed around it? And the number one thing. Is how you think about it. And I want you to be really mindful, and this is so much work that we do in LGA, be really mindful of the thoughts that you have and know that your behaviors and actions support those thoughts. So if you have a feeling of overwhelm, backtrack. What was the thought I just had? Because our emotions are attached to our thoughts. So what is the thought that I just had that's creating this overwhelm? And I guarantee you it's going to be like, I have so many things to do, and I'm the only one to do them, and I no one helps me, and I'm not appreciated, and I'm resentful, right? Girl, I live there. I, I, ha- I have lived there. I don't anymore because I have I have done the work to change my thoughts. So remember that the it's not a, mani- a matter of organizing the things outside of you. It's really doing the work on the inside of you. So ask yourself, like, why you might – and this is – the stillness came up last week. Like what happens when you're still? Like what comes up for you, you know? When you when you create space to sit and be with your kids, or to read a book, or get a massage, or go for a walk, why does that feel wrong? You know? Why? Do, it's because you're comfortable feeling overwhelmed, and not having time to do those things. So another component of this is that we often are trying to control our time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Really, it's a matter of do you have enough energy? And it's managing your energy because time is just a construct that we've created. It's our energy that feeds and loops in and outside of this stuff. I'll tell you in the past couple of years, I've been able to accomplish and complete more things, whether it's day-to-day stuff or writing a book or starting another business, not because I have more time than you, but because of how And I say that in a way of like people look at me and they're like, how do you do all of those things? I'm not overwhelming myself. I'm not pushing myself. I know when to push and when to pull and when to go forward and when to pull back, just like I am right now because I'm managing my energy. And that's hard to do because we've been taught how to manage our time. So really investigate the pieces of your life. This is your to-do list, (laughs) even though we're talking about not to-doing. Investigate your life. And the areas of where it feels like you have a lot to do. Because oftentimes we go into autopilot and there's no structure and it's willy nilly and you're being pulled all over the place. You're kind of like a victim to the energy. I want you to look at it and be like, how can I make this more efficient? I mean, write it down. Be like, what does this routine look like? What does my day look like? And look at where could I do this more efficiently in my day? How could I do it more efficiently? How can I delegate the work? How can I give other people responsibilities? But ultimately, ask yourself, how can I approach this differently with my thoughts? How can I think about this differently? And then you need to act differently. For instance, don't think about the closet. It's easy to clean out the coat closet. And then I go do it. And I show myself, oh, that was easy. To think about, I can do my to-do list easily. It's going to get done. I don't need to feel overwhelmed about it. And then stop thinking about it. And now, look, I'm doing it. And I don't feel the overwhelm. Still all there, still all going to get done. It's just a matter of how I'm thinking about it and my relationship with the tasks that I feel like I need to do. So this is is hard for me to stop at 15 minutes here. I just want to keep going. But I really, really encourage you to think about what does overwhelm do for me? What does it mean? Why do I keep it? And how do I let it go? Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next time. Please be, keep in touch as well. Erin Aaron at erinjoysco.com. If you have any topics that you want me to talk about, if you have any questions, I'm here for it. Don't, don't hide. I am here. All right, have a good one. Treat others the way you want to be treated, and I will talk to you next week.